To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, we Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your Far From Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. Today we're here to talk about planning tips, reviews, current events, coping strategies, and even a little history while we're at it. Cool. So planning tips. Brian, what do you got for planning tips for the Magic Kingdom? Yeah, so when I'm planning uh, my trip, I'm always looking at Magic Kingdom needing two days. Magic Kingdom is going to take two days. There is way too much to do, and you're probably not going to see it all in that amount of time either. But a good strategy in doing that is looking at cutting the park in half. You really could do the whole Adventureland, Frontierland, and Liberty Square section in one day, Fantasyland and, and Tomorrowland in the other section. It really splits it up, gets some of those big hitters split up so you're not you know, having to wait in all of those lines. Um, it, it's a really good way to do it. Uh, and if you're gonna be there for an extended period, you're probably gonna end up in Magic Kingdom anyway. So take your time. Enjoy the details. And as a lot of people will say, look up because you want to see everything that's there. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree. Um, not that I've ever actually had the luxury of uh, taking two days to be at Magic Kingdom, but 100%, uh, there's so much to do and very little time to do it. And cutting the park in half is exactly what you want to do, especially if you want to be hitting. Uh, any sort of dining uh, and any sort of kind of like merchandise shopping, anything like that, like you're going to, you're going to need a lot of time to do it. And it's, it's so funny that we, that we bring this up because magic kingdom is the smallest park out of all of the other, all of the other parks, but you sure still doesn't feel like it. Exactly. It does not feel like a, like a small park, but yeah, I, I completely agree with uh, cutting cutting the park in half and and kind of exploring it that way. And it's it's easy to do that with there being different lands. It's not as if you feel like you're like you're missing out too much because you're kind of exploring these lands. And so it's definitely it's set up to do that pretty well. And when we were first going, we were we were killing ourselves trying to hit the whole park and trying to see as much as possible and. You know, at that time, I believe Magic Kingdom was staying open till midnight. And, you know, obviously right now they're not doing that. But, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get there at 8 o'clock and you go until midnight. And then the next day you're, do- you're done. You can't do anything, you know. So oh, yeah. it, it's always good to split it up, take your time, and enjoy what's there. So you're not just running from place to place. Yeah, definitely. I can I can attest to going a little bit too hard at Magic Kingdom. I've I've had I've had days where I've just like killed my feet and I've had calluses on my heels because we've been running from one thing to another. I can remember running after my brother as he was trying to go get good seats for um, the fireworks and just <laughs> like being 
worn out because we tried to do the whole park in one day. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, my planning tip is uh, using Disney provided services. Uh, it's kind of like kind of a holistic view uh, at this tip, but Magic Kingdom uh, is uh, you can use this one a lot because of the shopping that that they have there. I spend way too much money at Magic Kingdom for some reason the for some reason the merchandise there is just on point all the time and so i end up spending a lot more money there on merchandise than any other park and one of the services that they have there is is package drop off so you can go and you can buy uh, a package you can buy merchandise and they will actually have it shipped to your hotel and you can go pick that up at the the gift shop um so you don't have to be lugging around all of these packages, all of the D- Disney plushes that you buy and all of the Mickey ears that you buy, you don't have to be lugging those around all the time. You can just have them shipped to your hotel. Um, now this only works if you're, if you're staying on property, if you're staying off property, they're, uh, they're not going to be able to do this. Uh, however, they, they will, uh, they will ship uh, your package to the front of the park and you can pick it up at guest services. So that's another thing you can do. They're not going to ship it to your hotel, but you can pick it up at the front of the park. Yeah, it's a great service. I've used it many, many times and it really saves, you know, and, and I always like, okay, we want to send it. It takes a couple more minutes to fill out the form and mm-hmm. make sure it's done right, but it's worth it. You don't have to carry it around. Even when we had our kids with the strollers, and it's mm-hmm. like, ah, we'll just throw it in the back of the stroller. Well, you got to carry it onto the ride then. And yep, yep. You know, it really gets to be a problem. So, yeah, the you, I think uh, if you're checking out the next day, they won't send it. Mm-hmm. You have to send it to the front of the park at that point. But still, picking it up on your way to the bus or to your car or whatever it may be, great service. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And, and um, there's plenty of other services, too. Uh, they have, I mean... FastPass. Not a lot of, not everyone knows about FastPass. Um, and not everybody utilizes FastPass the correct way. I'm sure we'll, we'll go over that in the future. Uh, but even down to transportation, some people end up renting a car and going to Disney and not using Disney transportation. Disney transportation can take you pretty much anywhere you want to go in Disney. They even have um, their Lyft service, which is, I'm pretty sure it's it's run by Lyft, like it's ran through the, the Lyft app. And you'll get picked up by, uh, by minivans, which are actually dressed up to look like mini, which is kind of a funny joke. <laughs> the, it might actually, they, that might actually be ending. Um, it, the rumor is flying that they're ending that service. Wow, I so, didn't even know that. Yeah, which is sad because I like the idea. I, have, I almost used it on our last trip, mm-hmm. kind of messed up what we were doing that morning. and should have used it but uh, it it was it seemed really slick easy to do it is a little more expensive than a regular lift mm-hmm. uh but back to your transportation point using the bus at magic kingdom is probably your best bet rather than having to go through the ttc yeah cuz the bus is going to drop you off right up by the gate instead of having to jump on a ferry or another or the monorail to get across that around the river however you want or the (laughs) the lake getting around the lake um and that was the beauty of the minivans as well is that they drop you off up where the buses go so you're Mm -hmm. 
right up front. Whereas Uber and Lyft, they are not allowed to do that. Yeah. So those are those are some pretty good planning tips that we can give you guys uh, a little bit of our knowledge with the Magic Kingdom. Next up, we're going to talk about um, we're going to review be our guest. Uh, Brian, do you want to kind of go over that? Yeah. So be our guest is a very popular restaurant at uh, in Fantasyland. It's the Beauty and the Beast castle. Uh, it's you know at dinner time. The beast is there. You get to meet him, and the they have three separate rooms: the ballroom, they have the rose room, which is really cool to walk into and see the rose. It's really dark in there, so <laughs> if you don't mind not seeing your food, it's you know otherwise it's a stormy night type of thing, and and so it's kind of dark in there. But, yeah, it's very cool. Uh, and then help me with the other room. I. It, I walked over there. It's kind of, it's got a lot of booths. It's not really the ballroom though. It's kind of. I... The, yeah, the other room is, it's, um, uh, I think it's like, they call it like the foyer or something. Um, but it's just like, it's, it's almost like a standard, like dining room kind of with like, yeah. Um, it's, it's a little bit less themed than the other two. Um, There's a large the, statue in the middle of it though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a big space, uh, but for breakfast and dinner, it's uh, quick service, mm -hmm. but it's a flat rate. So $30 for your breakfast, which is pricey. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I was able to go, we did go for breakfast and it was my wife and I, and we split, we did, we only ordered one breakfast so at the time it was 25 dollars. they've raised it to 30 but you can pick a platter or a sandwich or, or something breakfast and they will bring that out to your table through the magic of magic bands they know where <laughs> you're sitting and so this cart will just automatically appear next to your table no matter where you've sat and they hand you your food but the reason we were able to split it is that they also give you a very large platter of uh, pastries that just comes with your meal that no one person should be eating for breakfast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there were a couple of drink options in there. I think we had a soda and some juice, which was all part of the deal. And then we had to order the cupcake, the master's cupcake, because we needed to try the gray stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, $25 split between the two of us was a little more, a little easier to swallow at that point, but it was, uh, it was kind of pricey and lunch is the same, same deal menu changes, but it's also a flat price, quick service type of deal. Uh, just come in. Uh, you do need to have reservations though. You cannot just walk in like any other quick service restaurant. Uh, and then for dinner, Dinner is going to be at, at uh, a two-credit meal if you're on the dining plan. I am blanking on the price right now. I believe it's somewhere in the neighborhood of sixty to seventy dollars each. Yep, yep. That's yeah. I'm that sounds pretty much right. I I, I was pretty sure it was sixty-nine ninety-nine or something like that. So yeah, so that's per person, uh, but you do get to meet the beast when you finish your meal <laughs> and have pictures taken with him 
so there is you know that added bonus as part of your dinner and i've heard the food is good <laughs> so yes i've i've heard that too and um this is this is something that uh so i have never actually eaten there uh i've seen the inside in in youtube videos and stuff uh but this is this is something that you're we're going to run into often where um being from the midwest we don't we don't get to just all of a sudden make reservations for be our guest and for me the struggle because be our guest just looks amazing just just being able to eat um in those spaces looks amazing just one of my favorite parts is that it's snowing outside and they they have a um an led wall um inside and it kind of makes it makes it look like it's snowing outside and i thought that was the coolest thing but just trying to get reservations to be our guest for me has always been pretty difficult. Um, and especially trying to line that up with a once, once a year, once a year trip is also pretty difficult too. So something we're going to run into uh, with us two being from the Midwest is not getting to do uh, the things that you always want to do and not being able to get around to all, all of those things. Uh, be our guest is definitely one of the ones uh, on my bucket list and something that I, that I want to do. It's a once type of option that if you really are into beauty and the beast, you should probably try it. The road, oh, yeah. the, the, the falling petals on the rose effect <laughs> in that room is really, really cool. Mm. Cool. So moving on to some Disney current events. Uh, my current event that I have is uh, it's pretty simple. Um, Disney has waived cancellation and change fees till the end of the year. So basically that means that you can cancel or change uh, your Disney reservation and they will not charge you for it. Uh, and this is only through Disney itself. If you're booking through any other kind of agency, they, they may have cancellation fees um, that may be different. Uh, but if, it, if you book through Disney, cancellation or change fees uh, will not happen if you end up needing to cancel or move your vacation. Yeah, which is a great benefit because of the world we live in right now. Mm -hmm. You're allowed up to, I believe, the day before you would check in to cancel if need be. Mm -hmm. And I know that things are changing constantly. We had made plans to meet up with a friend tonight just to exchange some money quick for, for something. And she had to cancel because she now has to go get tested. Wow. So she's quarantining. And so when you're changing things in an instant like that, to know that your trip is okay and you're going to get your money back if need be, mm -hmm. that's, that's great. Disney's at least taking care of us right there. Exactly. Dis Disney taking that extra step to make sure that if things do come up, which I'm sure things are coming up for plenty of people, mm -hmm. uh, Disney kind of taking that extra step to make sure that um, this isn't another thing that you have to worry about. Yeah. So I, w I was going to talk about Splash Mountain a little bit. As you may have heard, they are going to be changing it to Princess and the Frog. They, they're what? I, right? I have not heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it made some of the mainstream news this time around. So yeah, we do not have a closing date. We don't know when this is going to happen. When the news broke, the story from Disney was that they were 
already planning to do this for about a year. Uh, they did give us some uh, uh, sample artwork and some, you know, some mock-ups and uh, it looks beautiful. It looks mm -hmm. like it's going to be really, really cool. I love Princess and the Frog, so I'm all for it. Uh, if you're not aware, the characters at, that Splash Mountain uses right now comes from a movie called Song of the South, which does not have a very good uh, background, especially in this day and age. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have walked away from that. And with recent events with Black Lives Matter, there has been an outcry for them to remove these characters from Splash Mountain. So we don't know for sure if they have been to that or not, but they have announced they will be changing it to Princess and the Frog, which I think is going to be excellent. Yeah, it's definitely a step in the right direction for Disney. Um, I, I definitely have good feelings for Splash Mountain. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite rides, but I think Princess and the Frog definitely works for what's there already. I, it, it's not too big of a stretch to kind of make that transition. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely happy with it and I'm happy with, with Disney taking some initiative. Yeah. And, and I think it's great. I'm not, I know, I know a lot of people who are none, none too happy about uh, getting rid of Splash Mountain, but you're going to have that with, with these beloved attractions getting, getting changed. You're always going to have some people that aren't, aren't too happy about it, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy that it's going to be Princess and the Frog because uh, I, I do love that movie. It's a great movie. I think it's going to be a, a really great addition. Uh, I'm a D23 member, gold member. Mm -hmm. So they've been pushing a lot of virtual content recently. And over the weekend, I got to watch a kind of just a, a talk surrounding Disneyland's 65th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And they had four different uh, uh, Imagineers on there and they were discussing many different things about Disneyland. And one of the Imagineers, I believe it was Kim Irvine, said, if you look at opening day Disneyland and you look at it now, there's nothing there that's not been touched and fixed up. And I mean, that's that was after a discussion of how they had to change Rivers of America just to fit Star Wars in. Yeah. So... You know, they they make sure, though, when they are changing something, that they're taking their time and really considering what they're doing and knowing that it's not going to come over as popular right away. But what they replace it with has got to be much better than what they're taking out. And when I hear that coming from Imagineers, I don't worry about it. Because a lot of times in the communities you hear these types of changes come in and people start freaking out. And I have yet to be disappointed. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, waiting, waiting for one of us to mention Walt, who once said that Disneyland uh, is never going to be complete. Disneyland is always going to be changing. Uh, that's coming from the mouth of the guy who, who started this all. Um, and it's it's completely true uh, all the way to places like Epcot and Magic Kingdom and um, Animal Kingdom. 
these these places are constantly changing. It does get kind of annoying sometimes when when you're you're in Disney World and it feels like everything's under construction, but when when these places get done and everything looks perfect the way that they want to look it's it's breathtaking and it's amazing just being being in places like avatar land when it's finally finished is just it's 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 worth the wait <laughs> it really is the the yeah. way they're able to build upon or as walt would say plus it mm-hmm. they 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 really do a good job and so when we are given information on changes that are coming like splash mountain i'm all for it let's go let's do it 100 percent. so uh let's get to uh coping coping with being far away from disney and some of the things that we do some of the things that that i've been doing lately uh has been um kind of scouring facebook and going through some of the different facebook groups that i'm in um my sister and i we both really enjoy Haunted Mansion. Um, and we actually came across a Haunted Mansion fan group. And it's just littered with the type of content that we want to see. And we've just been tagging each other constantly uh, on some of this stuff. Um, and so it's just kind of like finding, finding those things. Um, like you found your niche uh, with Disney, uh, if, that's what, if that's what you want. If you're listening to this, most likely you have. And uh, just kind of like ha- having that, sense of community within within Facebook and just kind of knowing that there's people out there just like you. That was always kind of what I thought was great when I started to take in media uh, from, from other people who like Disney as much as I do. Uh, and it kind of felt welcoming. Um, and so it's, it's always cool to kind of find something else new with, with this new little sect of Disney nerds who also like Haunted Mansion as much as I do. <laughs> So uh, it's, it's very fun. It's very cool. And it kind of keeps, keeps things going. Not that as much as I love Disney, I don't think anything would ever get stale, but it's just kind of like finding new things and like finding these new outlets. Something else I've been doing for coping with Disney is um, I've been kind of going on a health kick. This is going on about four months, pretty much once, once COVID hit. And I was able to work from home. I've been uh, a little bit more, I'm more conscious about uh, what I'm doing and and my health and everything. And so I'll do a lot of treadmill rides. And uh, what I'll do is I'll turn on walkthroughs, uh, Disney walkthroughs, and I'll run on the treadmill. And it's almost like I'm doing uh, a Disney marathon <laughs> because these people are walking <laughs> through the park, and I'm running. Uh, and I always thought that would be cool to do a Disney marathon. We'll see if I ever get there. Um, I'll 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 get to Disney and run through Disney, but whether or not I can run for an entire marathon is another question. But yeah, it's just kind of like being able to to run. And uh, I've even done videos where it's like the path in between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Like <laughs> people, I don't know who's crazier, the people that are doing the walkthroughs of that path or the person watching it and running. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who's crazier. Uh, but yeah, just kind of taking in some of that media and and being able to just like an ordinary thing, working out and running on a treadmill, incorporating Disney to that. Um, I find it, I find it pretty great. And um, I, I like it a lot being able to be in Disney and kind of just incorporate that into what I do. 
One of the podcasts I was listening to, they had just done a, I think it may have been Marathon Weekend in January, mm-hmm. and they got to uh, Hollywood Studios, and they come in from backstage right next to Tower of Terror. Well, park was open at that point, and Tower of Terror was running, so he jumps off the course, goes and rides <laughs> Tower of Terror quick, and then gets back into running. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> that that's amazing that's you know such a great perk of running in disney versus some of the other runs you can do Uh, i've noticed with a lot of the different communities out there that they do have running groups Mm -hmm. and uh, support groups for that Uh, so yeah something that i'd like to do someday too but (laughs) haven't gotten there either so uh you mentioned haunted mansion and one of you know i mentioned already uh during the show that i'm a d23 gold member mm-hmm. so i i'm following a lot of the news that they they're putting out a lot of the content that they're putting out and they released a haunted mansion trivia quiz it was a 10 question quiz and my wife and i were just kind of sitting at the table pretty much just wasting time i don't remember what was actually going on Oh, we were eating some lunch. But so I sat down and I said, hey, Haunted Mansion trivia. And we did terrible. I think we did three out of ten. <laughs> and uh, some of it was, you know, lyrics of the song. And some mm-hmm. of it was uh, what you might see in the ride. And we fashioned ourselves some pretty big Haunted Mansion fans as well. But when it came to the trivia, we were not good at it. <laughs> But it was fun. We had a really good time thinking about it, talking about it, challenging each other over whether we were right or not before looking up the right answers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a good 10, 15 minutes of pretending we were at Disney, I guess, you know, yeah, getting away for a little bit. And that's that's what we're here to talk about is that we're how do we deal with getting away? Maybe it's just 10 minutes to do this 10, 10 minute question. Mm-hmm trivia quiz or you know or it's at the end of the night when we sit down and we pull up the heavily ever after fireworks we can you guys can find them out there there's three videos i'm thinking of right off the top of my head that uh are good quality videos one is which disney has put out themselves now um which you can just sit back it's a 20 minute video enjoy the fireworks and uh you know i it's a great way for us to keep keep connected mm-hmm. and that i mean that's the whole point of all this is just to keep connected keep talking about it those fireworks for us are very special to us we really enjoy those fireworks it's always we were there right after they'd started them for happily ever after uh and we got to enjoy it as part of the our anniversary when we were there so they mean something to us so to pull them up and just sit back and watch them has been wonderful oh yeah i i do the same thing and um i can think of of videos too off the top of my head there's the 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 diz video that craig williams made who is his self-proclaimed disney fireworks master so (laughs) yeah if you ask him he's got the best fireworks videos out there yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's 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 all about kind of and this is kind of what we want this podcast to be about is is energy 
injecting a little bit of Disney into your everyday life. Uh, and hopefully that can be what like this podcast can be one of those things. If, if, if you want to turn us on and we'll, we'll just kind of talk back and forth about, about Disney and about the things that we do being, being far away from Disney. And hopefully, hopefully you find, you find some enjoyment out of that. So uh, next, we'll talk about some history. Brian, my buddy Brian here, uh, is a is a Disney history buff. I I like to think of myself as a Disney history buff, doing <laughs> finger air quotes here. But Brian is one. I I know a couple things, and I can kind of interject with my little little. Um, thought bubbles uh but brian brian is is the resident history buff here so he's gonna he's gonna talk to you about some disney history thanks for those words i don't know if i want to call myself the master at all things (laughs) disney history but i do have a pretty good interest in it and i've read a few things and uh put a few things together and and i'm always learning something new but uh you know, when it comes to Magic Kingdom, by the time Walt has come to Disney World in Florida, he doesn't care for Magic Kingdom anymore. He's not really worried about it, but he knows it's a, a necessary evil. He's got to have it so that he has the money to do Epcot. And so he, uh, in in the process of coming up with the land, where they're going to put things. Uh, he was on the land at one time. Um, obviously, he passed away before Disney World was opened. Uh, but he was there. He did choose the spot, which, as I have seen in most of the things Walt came up with over his lifetime, everyone thought he was nuts to begin with. <laughs> And, you know, Snow White was called Walt's Folly, and it was a major cash maker for them. Um, So anyway, the one thing I wanted to bring up with this one is that uh, if you want to find where he has been, the boat dock at the Contemporary is one area that he frequented as they were getting started. Obviously the contemporary hadn't been built yet, but they were starting to work on some of the land clearing. So if you walk out the back of the contemporary towards those boat docks, he walked there. I was able to do that on our last trip. I wouldn't say I got chills or anything, but at least I could say, hey, he was here. Uh, I hope at some point in the next couple of years, I'll make it to Disneyland and Mikhailo, I know you've said that Disneyland, you can kind of get those feelings that the history is there. So being the history buff, as you have called me, <laughs> that's when I'm sure I'll, I'll feel, you know, more like that. But yeah, so he, uh, he didn't, he, he did what he needed to do to create the Magic Kingdom in order to fund Epcot. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he didn't get to that point. but. We can go over that later. Oh yeah, and and Disneyland, um, I I've been able to be there once, and um, just the history alone, um, and just being there and knowing um, 
that this park created something that that I love so dearly uh, is kind of amazing. Um, and there's yeah, there's just so much history. It's just steeped in history um, for the Disney Company uh, and Walt himself. And so yeah, it's 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 amazing. Well, we can we can have an entire Disneyland episode where we talk about things that we would like to do or things that we have done. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, I I I enjoy history too, and that was definitely something that I was able to, um, able to appreciate while I was there. Uh, was was the history of everything, um, and then with with Epcot too, it was just um, like, uh, Walt's plans for Epcot were so out there, and you kind of you kind of get that a little bit with um, how Disney World itself uh, was was put together and is put together um with the way of like they that they've structured their infrastructure um and uh everything like that but it's just um yeah the the history that goes into uh the acquisition of land and stuff like that is all super intriguing but it was all meant for epcot um which is which is very which is very cool right and I don't want to throw Magic Kingdom to the side, <laughs> as in like he didn't really want to worry about it. Uh, there were there are stories of him being out where Main Street is, crouching down just like a kid, and saying, "Here, you know, kind of painting the picture. Mm-hmm. Here's where this is going to be. Here's where the castle is. Here's where the Emporium will be." and looking at it through the eyes of a kid and that's why he was getting down crouching down Mm -hmm. and looking at from that level and that's the kind of detail that he went in and that's the kind of detail that intrigues me Mm -hmm. like every little minutiae he seemed to have thought of and if he didn't think of it somebody else was there to help him with it and we can get into more as we go on through our podcast and speak to how he was able to put two people that didn't need to be working or didn't even have any business working on something to together. And they would come up with these amazing items. Uh, case in point, back to Haunted Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> Ex- Exitensio wrote the lyrics. He's an artist, never wrote lyrics in his life. And he says, X, go write the, this. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he did it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. It's so, you know, that, and that was kind of where Disneyland even started too, was that they said, well, we'll go start pulling together amusement park people. And he's like, no, we're, we're going to use our own people. And he just started taking people out of the movie studio and putting them on. Disneyland and mm-hmm. it's it it's amazing story and I love talking about it and I hope we can get more time to do it definitely awesome so today uh we we're able to go over some planning tips for you guys went over a review of of be our guest gave you some current events some coping strategies with some social media uh and we even got to a little history there with Brian Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. 
email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com with any thoughts and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember, some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it. Mm-hmm.